0: Welcome to the 4th and Short Podcast. You're thinking it and we're saying it. Here are your hosts, Jason, Matt, and Trent.
1: All righty. Welcome in to another episode of the 4th and Short Podcast. It is I, the self-proclaimed Steeler fan, Jason Felt, and along with me, there's only two of us of our dynamic trio. I've got the Crimson Cowboy, Trent Hempel with me tonight.
2: Trent, hey, what's up, man? Oh, you know, another... Uh, I was going to say Victory Monday, but not a Victory Monday.
1: Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that in a, minute, in a little bit. Uh, we are without the Chiefs out of the South, Matt Peterson. He'll be joining us in a little while, but we want to get started because here's the thing, Trent. I have not really realized the profound impact that we have had on fans of the NFL because of this show. We obviously that we normally record on Sunday nights and this is Monday night. So we usually get it right out because again, our motto uh, has been you're thinking it. So we're saying it and we say what of course fans of the NFL. We're saying what people are thinking. And uh, I had some people that were heartbroken this morning because they could not vicarious live through our rants about their teams.
2: I think your rants are just kicker based, not really centered around teams.
1: It's true, but they and 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 rightfully so expected rants about the Eagles and Dan or the Falcons and Dan Quinn, which that will come. Um, they expected rants. Yes. About the Eagles and how terrible they are right now, and they they were very upset, and so I, I want to say first of all, thank you for coming to us for your uh, NFL emotional support because we want to be there for you uh, but secondly we we're, we're going to give it to you today don't worry we'll we'll rant long and hard we've had we've got an extra day to think about uh, how much God hates the Falcons and how much uh we hate the eagles um and uh, how clutch nick
2: Foles really is
1: oh my goodness i i i have no words to that i mean we saw we saw that it was or said that it was going to happen because he came in as a backup right Yeah, yeah so i mean what else do you expect so before we get into anything else today we do need to bring up one uh one topic one bis- bit of information, because by now I'm sure everybody knows, but we didn't get a chance to talk about it because this came out after we recorded last week. But we, we talked about how Justin Herbert came in for the Chargers, replacing Tyrod Taylor. But the reasoning why Tyrod Taylor <laughs> missed that game is absurd, and I, and I feel bad for him, not making light of it for his sake, but I, I cannot believe that it happened.
2: You know, when I heard that, and like, of course, there are all the jokes and stuff, you know, about his, their team doctor had Herbert on his fantasy team. And, you know, I man, I, surely that's not their team doctor anymore, right? I would hope
1: not. Um, For those of you that don't know, uh, Tyrod Taylor had some back issues and so was supposed to get, what, a cortisone shot or something like that.
2: It was a rib issue, I thought.
1: Oh, rib issue. Something that he had to get a cortisone shot to deal with the pain. Yes. And the doctor punctured his lung. How
2: yeah, that's just, say- that's absurd. Like, that's... I I,
1: I mean, I, I, don't, I, I don't even have words for that.
2: And that's, I mean, that makes sense as to why, you know, Anthony Lynn came out and said, you know he's our guy uh, cuz a you should never lose your starting position to injury sure and and b an injury that's not even remotely your fault oh 100% like so i Got i it. give credit to to the coach for you know sticking with him but at the same time like and i and i alluded this to this i texted y'all about it earlier Herbert already has more th- career 300 yard passing games than Tyrod Taylor,
1: and he's played two,
2: two, and he's played two. Exactly, Tyrod Taylor has one. So, wow, I, like I feel bad for him, and but now you just got to roll with Herbert. I, I mean, it's just it was uh, what's the um, it just. Sped up the inevitable. I can't. I can't think of the word I'm looking for. Um. E- either way, it just sped up what was inevitably going to happen. It's true. Uh, so sorry to Tyrod Taylor, but now you're just going to be a backup again.
1: <laughs> yep. Justin Her- Justin Herbert's got to be the guy. So, and you hate to see it, but anyway. All right. Well, uh, because. Uh, those of you that have said you needed it, we're going to give you the emotional support that you need after week three of the NFL. Fortunately, we're at least not talking about too many injuries today. At least that was a blessing.
2: Although there was a big one. Wow. I'm blanking. Remind me. Tariq Cohen. Oh yeah.
1: Well, okay. All right. Well, I wasn't, that is a big one but uh, not in the level at some of the ones that we talked about last week so you're, no you're i mean right.
2: he's not like a starter but uh and it, it, it chris call i mean his... has, has, chris carson has a knee nice sprain
1: yeah there were a few injuries but not to the level that it seemed like it was happening last week so no oh that's no at least a blessing. oh no yeah yeah ir it, it, Armageddon fortunately ended after Monday night <laughs> and and we can all be very thankful for that all right let's yes. go ahead and get into this tonight
0: first and ten
1: okay so in planning for this episode I had planned to have us talk about head coaches in the NFL I think last week during third and three I said that I thought NFL coaches uh, would be looking for new jobs after this season. And uh, I might change that, uh, but anyway, we're not going to talk about that tonight because, (laughs) as we already said, after the Atlanta Falcons somehow managed to inexplicably repeat what they did last week. They essentially,
2: like literally, I mean, it was almost a 15-point lead with five minutes left again. It was like Groundhog Day for Falcons
1: fans, and I I apologize to Falcons fans. And yet, and yet, as we sit here, uh, a full more than 24 hours since that game has ended, and over a week since the last Falcon, the first of the two Falcons games ended, we are sitting here, and guess who is still the head coach of the Atlanta Falcons? Dan freaking Quinn. Dan. Quinn and, and so anyway, so we were going to talk about head coaches. We, we kind of are still going to talk about head coaches. We're going to just talk about the Falcons uh, because we have a dear friend, a faithful listener uh, of the show sent me that nice Lamar for MVP uh, shirt last year because uh, he hates (laughs) me. Uh, But he texted me immediately after the game was over. Actually, he called me, just distraught. And, uh, and then shortly after that, proceeded to send me his Falcons fan letter of resignation. And so I'm going to read that for us here. And then we're going to we're help this Falcons fan and uh, fans of several other teams. We'll talk about then, that in a minute. So here it goes. <laughs> Dear Falcons administration, It is with a heavy heart that I am writing this letter. Wait a minute. No, it's not. This has been coming for a long time. It all started with Vic. Sweet Vic, the golden child. I'm assuming he means Mike Vic. The one that was going to carry us out of the desolate lands of missed playoffs (laughs) and finally bring us the ring that we as a family have been craving for so long. Then some bulldogs happen, and that's the end of that. But I didn't waver. (laughs) Then the great Matty Ice came along uh, to the A- uh, with the dazzling Julio Jones as his right hand man, and I thought to myself, "This is it—the start of something new, the start of the raise, the rise, excuse me, of the great Falcons." Then, February fifth, two thousand seventeen, the day that I will never forget. You had me soaring high on euphoria, the ring within our hands, and to top it all off, it was going to be over the elusive New England Patriots. Alas. This was not meant to be, but I did not yield for after that. I called for Dan Quinn's job and I'm calling for it now. I don't know how you blow a double digit. And I'm, I'm reading this. I don't know how you blow a double digit lead, not once, but twice in two weeks. And worst of all, it was to dust stinking bears. This is what has broken the back of my loyalty. I am done. I will be taking applications for a new team and will not return until true change has been made. Firing your entire coaching staff didn't change anything, then maybe they weren't the problem. It's me or Dan Quinn Falcons. You can't have both. And frankly, I don't even think you care. Let me know when you're ready to win because it's not happening anytime soon. With a heavy heart and a crushed dream, a broken Falcons fan. P.S. Learn to run the ball when you have a double-digit lead, you charlatan. <laughs> oh my that's goodness great. uh so that's
2: that was great he
1: is he is done with being a falcons fan and so uh here in first and 10 just for a few minutes um because let's be honest and we'll talk about them in a second but the falcons fans are not the only uh fan base that are questioning their team allegiances right now because i know for certain that eagles fans are doing the same exact thing um, uh, Jets fans, yeah. Jets fans have lived there, uh, and frankly, if they're if they're still Jets fans after this, there's no hope for them. So, at least for Falcons fans and Eagles fans that are that are questioning their team allegiances, I wanted us to take a few moments because there are some some young upstart teams uh, that are looking for new fans, and certainly we could recommend our own, and we should recommend our own uh, because we, we recruit for winners. Um, so. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and start, and I'm going to say to brokenhearted Falcons fans and Eagles fans out there, um, I I would have recommended another team, but we'll talk about them in just a second because I'm kind of putting a pause on them for now. Uh, But I'm going to recommend that you root for the Bills because Buffalo Bills are are exciting right now. Yes, it's a roller coaster. Uh, Yes, there's going to be ups and downs. But hey, in the midst of all those ups and downs of the last three weeks, they have come out with a W every single time. Um, they have got a great young core. They've got a, an upstart defense. Plus, you could, be a, you could be an honorary member of the Bills Mafia, and who, who, who doesn't want to be a part of that? So for those of you that are looking for a new team, may I recommend the brand new Buffalo Bills, taking applications even now? Trent, who would you recommend? to these fans. New team.
2: So I kind of, first off, I'd like to say thank you for um, saying that we would recommend our teams, but we're used to winning. Cause That's right. uh, uh, I don't, I mean, I don't know, maybe I, I guess you consider the Cowboys successful. So thank you. Um,
1: Look, I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt.
2: Yeah. We'll talk about that later, uh, but <laughs> you know, I I like the Bills pick. Um, but obviously I'm not gonna go with that uh just because you know I um I think that uh you know that's and I'm and that's nothing against your pick. That's an easy pick because they're so good right now. Mm-hmm. Um but and I, I was I was struggling with the Titans. Um okay, because man, that's another I thought about it. But I am gonna go with the Las Vegas Raiders. Ooh. Okay. All right. While they did the case, while they did get em- embarrassed on Sunday, uh, mm-hmm. you know, made it close. Well, clo- I said close. Air quotes for, for, for a little um, bit.
1: For a little bit in
2: gar in garbage time. That's when they really started getting closer. Um, mm-hmm. But they have Derek Carr. I've always been kind of eh. I I mean. He gets the job done as far as, you know, managing the game. But they have a really exciting young core of uh, you know, I mean, obviously you got Josh Jacobs. He's he's gonna be fantastic in the league for years. He's got the same mm-hmm. uh same uh pedigree as far as far as like what he can do as uh, you know, McCaffrey, Kamara, all those guys. Uh he could do it all. He's a true third down back. Or uh yep. every down back, I mean. Mm-hmm. Um I think that they're only going to get better on defense. Uh, and you're, you're probably going to laugh, and most people listening are probably going to laugh, but I think that uh, Hunter Renfro is actually – I, I love watching Hunter Renfro play. I liked watching him in college, uh, even though he did shred Bama almost mm, every time yeah, they played.
1: Yeah. Um, and we don't talk about that name.
2: But I, I I really enjoy watching him play on on this level. I think he's a good uh, a good asset for the Raiders. Um, so you know I'll say that, and and I'll also say uh, Darren Waller. I mean I I think if you don't have Kelsey and you don't have uh, Mark Andrews, I I mean I think he might be the best tight end in football. Uh, yeah. So I'm I'm gonna go with the Raiders. All right.
1: Hey. Hey, if you folks are looking for a new team, roll the dice on the Raiders in Las Vegas. You might put your chips down on the, on the, okay. I'm going to stop with the terrible, terrible game. (laughs) Um, If you're not quite that bold uh, to go with the Raiders or the Bills uh, or someone like the Titans, which we mentioned, um, and you want to go with somebody who maybe you want to get on the ground floor of a team that's rebuilding. Um. then maybe we could recommend a couple of these teams that we'll talk about first in the next segment.
0: Second and long.
1: So let's start with these game recaps and talk about two more teams that we could recommend to you if you want to be rooting for teams that are starting out on the ground level because Thursday night game was between two teams that are doing just that. Miami and Jacksonville, Miami wins 31 213. All right, look. Let's let's talk about this because this is maybe where I need a little comfort because I feel like I feel like, you know, before this week, you know, we were we were on the hype train, we were there, you know. We oh were, no, we were excited. I think that's the
2: train coming to the station to so stop.
1: Yeah. Well then Thursday night happened and it was more like so um yeah. Anyway, I don't know how much of it, the, the Jaguars were without Chark. I don't know how much of that had to do with it,
2: but. I, I really think that hurt terrible.
1: Yeah, I think it did
2: too. Really hurt him. Um I I mean, as far as ground floor of teams though, um, if this is one of yours, I'm not going to steal your thunder or one of these two teams are one of yours. Uh, my ground floor team is, uh, is, is completely different. Um but I I just, man, to, to, to get on the Dolphins train, I have to see two of play. Like I, I the Jaguars are, I mean, they did a fire sale on defense. So. Oh, know, their defense have, is as
1: bad as it is as, as advertised. It's terrible.
2: I mean, their defense might be worse than the Cowboys defense and the Cowboys defense is absolutely atrocious. So oh, we're gonna I we're mean, just
1: gonna compare everything tonight to how the Cowboys played.
2: Yes, we are. Um, <laughs> in fact, I think some of the Cowboys uh, DBs suited up for the Dallas Stars defense tonight. Oh no! Um, but anyways, uh, I really t- I don't know. Like Fitz Fitzpatrick's doing what he everything he can do to stay as the starter um
1: yeah i was gonna say he's making the magic came out he's making wins appear again
2: yeah exactly um
1: i don't know as if he really bought himself extra time with a win over jacksonville he certainly didn't make it shorter by winning that uh, we'll say no he didn't sense. i mean he
2: didn't hurt him i still think two will be starting by week six um i totally agree with you there tampa just scored again ah. Uh, Okay, sorry. Um, sorry, I'm watching hockey, <laughs> folks. Um, so, I don't know. I really do like James Robinson, though. I think he's a... I was a, just going to uh, say,
1: let, let's talk about him for just a second. He, I feel like we've been making, we made such a big deal uh, uh, out of E-Layer, uh, uh, out of Jonathan Taylor, um, out of maybe Cam Akers, and, and Robinson has just been overlooked, and yet <laughs> Out of all of them, except for maybe Taylor, he's looked the best.
2: Uh, if you want to go fantasy wise, I think he is the best out of all of them.
1: Yeah, I don't want to talk about him being, you know, how good he has been in fantasy. Just because I went um, against him, this I, week.
2: I'm pretty sure after this week he's going to be like a top five running back.
1: Yeah, yeah, he he looked, but he looked good, and he was the one thing in that offense that looked good Thursday night because Minshew looked out of sync with the rest of the offense. Um, But Robinson was able to do something.
2: That's what's crazy to me is like they – because the Jags had their opportunities, and every time they had those opportunities, they would take him out of the game. But he was the only one doing anything with the ball in his hands.
1: So And he was doing it all because, I mean, he was catching the ball. He had more receiving yards than than rushing yards. So, yeah, I don't know. Now, speaking of rushing yards, going back to the Dolphins before we finish out with this game. and we talked about it at the beginning uh, uh the season or before the season started but jordan howard that uh, anyway <gasps> whatever your opinion yeah hey i have a drop for that now oh nice <gasps> oh i like that <laughs> anyway but what's funny because jordan howard you know they picked up uh jordan howard and breda in the off season and then drafted miles gaskin and jordan howard is the guy that seems to be leaving being left in the dust. However, he's getting all the touchdown runs. So it's funny. Uh, Jordan Howard is like the guy that you picked first in a pickup football game. Then you realize you should have picked him last, but because you picked him first, you still have to give him something to do
2: in the game. Yeah, he's their, he's their big body goal line guy. That's all he's This is his for. stat
1: line for the year. 16 attempts, 12 yards, three touchdowns.
2: He is the, he's the new Tolbert.
1: Yes. Oh, hundred percent. It'll have like zero yards, but like all the touchdowns. Yep. So anyway, there's, so there's two teams for you folks, Jacksonville, Miami, if you're looking to get on, uh, on the ground level. All right, let's, let's talk about this Chicago Atlanta game. Chicago wins. 30 to 26. I I don't know what else. I mean, there's a lot to break down in this game and we won't take time to do it all, but what can you say about this game? Except did you expect anything less Falcons fans? I want to know how many of you legitimately, when you saw the Falcons up 26 to 10, legitimately thought you were going to still win that game.
2: I think that the Falcons legitimately missed Julio Jones. Even as a decoy and then with Russell Gage getting hurt that didn't help. Um, but I agree with your friend the Falcons fan who wrote that beautiful piece uh regarding his fandom. Uh her la- <laughs> the end of it. They, they just need to they need to run the ball. I mean, that's that's what wins you games, not Matt Ryan who's always been in my opinion overrated real life quarterback. He's great for fantasy, but he's not he's not consistent enough to hold a lead and you can't hold a lead by throwing it all over the yard and everybody thought that getting Todd Gurley they were going to fix that but Todd Gurley's not a bruiser that's built for that no
1: and that's what i was just about to to bring up could it be that the fact that they aren't running it when they have a lead uh, uh, attributed to the fact that they don't trust gurley or at least his health
2: I mean, yeah, but Hill looked great.
1: Yeah, but I don't think Hill is necessarily that bruising back either. I don't think they really have somebody like that that they could just put in there for three downs and say run the ball, run the clock out because they don't. They're I don't know if they're not getting enough push on the offensive line. Uh, but it's I don't know. It's obviously I mean, at it's a, what
2: point are they just going to line Julio or Ridley up in the backfield and let it and let them run it? <laughs>
1: <laughs> they might as well or Hayden Hurst somebody. Um, but but this they're the first team in NFL history um to give up twenty points in the fourth quarter um after being up by fifteen and in back to back weeks. I mean, come on. If you didn't fire Dan Quinn after he did
2: it once, surely how you, do you got to fire him. I don't like I I just I still don't know how that guy It makes no sense.
1: No, I look. I am. I am there with you. Uh, I. (laughs) It is one of the great mysteries of life. The Dan Quinn still has a job, and and you know, Falcons fans should have known that it was going to start out bad because Kool missed an extra point right at the beginning of the game, and it was all downhill from there. So, Falcons, (laughs) we have we have nothing else. To, good to say. We cannot say anything good about the team right now um, until Dan Quinn is gone, because th- at this point, how can we expect anything to get better when the leadership is still the same? So for Bears, the Bears fans, all right? Yep, uh, true. Da- down 26-10. to Bisky gets benched uh, because Matt Nagy says he wants to went, uh, He goes with a gut feeling, <laughs> and uh, it might have been indigestion. Who knows? Mark good. But it worked. Because uh, Nick Foles comes in and does Nick Foles things, even though some of those—did you see some of his throws? They lose; they were ugly. Oh like, yeah,
2: but I mean, when you're when you're when you're cold like that, <laughs> but it worked. That's the thing;
1: it, it it didn't matter because somehow they were able to come back and win that game. And as obviously as we saw, or as said before, Tariq Cohen goes out, torn ACL, done for the year. Uh, and the bears who would have thought this 3 and 0 tied with the packers at the top of the division i mean it's 2020 what else can we say when do they play the packers though <laughs> uh, well, that'll that'll end the undefeated streak uh, that'll I'll end the there.
2: the tie at top of the division
1: <laughs> that's exactly right all right let's talk about that other team that is terrible in the nfl the philadelphia eagles uh, another fan base that needs much consolation, Eagles fans. i an Eagle fan. Tell me this morning that they really just wanted to rant. I don't even know if I have the strength to rant about your team because it is. They're they're showing so little passion that they don't deserve me getting the nerve <laughs> up and ranting about how bad they are right now.
2: I'm ha- I'm I'm happy about it, so I don't even want to rant. Like I, I was going to say, you're you're just thrilled. I mean I got to be thrilled about something this season. So it might as well be the fact that every other team in the <laughs> NFC East is
1: worse Ooh, than the Cowboys. Yeah. We were hoping that NFC least would have been something that stayed last year's season. It seems no, like it's carried
2: over. This, this just this goes to what I said in the preseason before the season started is like I don't understand why the Eagles are always so highly like thought of so highly by the people who do like power rankings. Like they're always in the top, like seven or eight teams in the NFL. And, and I don't understand why they have an aging offensive line. Their quarterback can't stay healthy. Their receivers can't stay healthy. Their defense is not good. I mean, I I don't, I don't see why I mean, they just tied the Bengals. They just tied, and at the end of the game, I don't know what they were thinking. Like they weren't even calling plays to win the game; they were calling plays to oh, tie. I know.
1: I know. I It's it makes absolutely no sense. Uh, okay, so we're gonna we've been ranting about Dan Quinn. We still don't know why he does. He has a job. Last week, we brought up the fact that Doug Peterson needs to be in the hot seat. It's got to be like the temp- the deg- temperature needs to be turned up. Like, you know to the point where he can't sit down right now and he can't make another wrong move without fear of just a hammer coming down because this Carson Wentz doesn't look comfortable. The team looks terribly uninspired. I mean, just, just lethargic out there. And I know that they, they have injuries and I know they got things that they're dealing with. Who cares? At least play like you look like, or look like you've got something to play for.
2: I mean, look what the 49ers just did to the giants with a, a team of backups well that was the giants it was the giants but they just played the
1: bangles okay you're, you're absolutely right you're absolutely right the Bengals, who have if you are looking for a team to play to get right on offense a la the eagles then here let me serve it up on a silver platter for you in the middle of your uh season here the beginning of the the middle of the early part of the season let me give you the worst defense in the league the cincinnati Bengals. here have a field day and what can you do you only put up 23 points
2: and Uh, okay miles sanders isn't what everybody thought he would be
1: how much of that though is because of carson wentz or the
2: offensive line
1: I think I think that's what I believe in Miles Sanders, but I believe that the rest of the offense is not playing the way it should be. And that's what's affecting him. So, okay, what's the timeline on Doug Peterson then?
2: His only like the only thing that's going to save him is the fact that they have a recent Super Bowl win. I, I mean. But he's an analytics guy and and he's like one of those over the top analytics guys so i i don't know like i think if they if they only win like you know four games then i i think that that he'll be gone it it, it really i think it also depends on how they do in the division
1: yeah well, and and again, the re- with the way the rest of that division is is playing right now, anything is possible, as we saw last year. So, I suppose we'll have to wait and see. For the Bengals, uh, oh, man, you had a chance here that nobody's given the Bengals much chance this season, even with Joe Burrow's, uh, who is playing great. And I oh, he's playing next will break the NFL rookie touchdown record. three twelve two touchdowns, no picks. But the problem is, he was sacked seven times.
2: By that Philly defense, that's not very good.
1: Did you see that one hit he took where he got knocked into next
2: week? Oh, yeah. They had to pull him off and and evaluate him.
1: Uh, uh, Protecting your number one pick has to be your number one priority. I don't care what else you're doing. So take
2: take a penalty if you got to protect him.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Do whatever you have to do. I mean, you, you can't let him get hit like that. And honestly, you have to win this game. You just have to, um, the way the Philly, you could have stolen a game from Philadelphia and you just couldn't do it. All right. Uh, I want to talk about a game that has differing. People have differing opinions about who won this game actually yesterday. And I know you have an opinion about this. So let's talk about it because this is the team that I recommended for those fans that are looking for a new team to root for. And that was the Buffalo bills beating the Los Angeles Rams on the scoreboard 35 to 32. Now this was a game of two halves because uh, at the beginning, Buffalo is leading 21, three at the half. And then with four minutes left to go, they're down 32 to 28. Excuse me. Um, yeah, so i'm gonna give I'm gonna credit both of these teams. Uh it's a great game. i I guess. Um, I, I I really low. and I know I give him crap, and i and I think he deserves it um uh, because uh, Josh Allen is a roller coaster. I mean, he is has high highs and huge lows where he's making boneheaded, you know, throws and taking sacks or committing penalties but then just looks great. Josh Allen, five total touchdowns. Uh, now to me, what concerns me is their defense because the defense of the bills is supposed to be really, really good. And last week with Miami, and now this week with the Rams, they're allowing teens back into the game. So I think that uh, Sean McDermott needs to address that. Now, part of that, excuse me, part of that was they had a uh, two short, uh, two scores the Rams did on short fields because of turnover, so whatever. Uh, but I want to credit the Rams. the Rams, and I really think even though they lost this game, the Rams are back.
2: I still think that they won the game. I think that that was a tacky, pass interference call,
1: and, and part of me agrees with you. Uh, part of me, though, thinks before that, uh, on I believe. A penalty that was called on Josh Allen for face mask, where he got smacked in the head before he committed that penalty. I I feel like a roughing the passer should have been called there.
2: So, Um, so I I, I, could have gone either way. I agree with you, but at the same time, I think that a missed penalty call is not as bad as a wrong penalty call. Like, sure, like uh, okay, yeah, you missed it, but the the pass interference thing and that that goes back to you know week one with Michael Gallup like just I mean th- at that point in the game just let them hand fight and let them
1: you know yeah no and I and I I said it with the Michael Gallup play in week one I I'd agree it it, it just needs to be you just have to let these guys play um, I guess I was just really rooting for the Bills so um, that's that's my my fandom coming out. Uh, let me ask you this: uh, So Rams big day for the Rams. Goff has three twenty-one and two. Uh, Daryl Henderson uh, is the starter at running back. One hundred fourteen yards on the ground. Bills defense. I mean, that's that's pretty good. Cooper Cup gets it right. One hundred seven and one. Robert Woods seventy-four yeah. and one. Um, let me ask you this: Does this game tell us more about the Bills or about the Rams? Because obviously the Bills big lead lose it all. I think it absolutely
2: tells us. I think it tells us more about the Rams and I think it tells us that they are better than I certainly gave them credit for at the beginning of the year. Um, which pains me to say, because the Cowboys should have beaten them. Um, but I, I think that, you know, while, while it is a little concerning for the bills, um, you know, blowing these those big leads back to back weeks. Uh I mean, it is the Rams offense and their offense is is known to be good. I mean, it's they have a good offensive line. Jared Goff's a, a decent quarterback. I mean, I, I really think that, you know, this this tells more about the Rams ability to stay in the game, fight for every last down. And then I mean it came down to a questionable penalty. So mm-hmm. I you Know, I mean, the Bills are going to be good because they're obviously the best team in their division. Well, maybe not. Patriots look pretty good too because of their defense. Um, but I, 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 I mean, the Bills are fine, I, but I did not think the Rams would be as good as you did because I mean, you said they'd be 12 and four, um, right? So, well, and that <laughs> I, I think. Me. It's,
1: when I saw that twelve and four on the Rams, I really that that was one where I put like a an asterisk next to you thinking, Oh boy, I don't know <laughs> about that. But but I feel better about it now. And man, they've got because with the 49ers injuries, and I know that they played well against the Giants, but still and then I mean Russ is cooking in Seattle, we'll talk about them in just a second. But man, they're off or their defense is not good their past defense is not good at all in seattle um so oh, no. it is going it's to bad. be <laughs> you would know it it is going to be a hard fought year in the nfc north well, and and NFC the rams have
2: always the rams have always been that team that gives seattle fits always yes. even with back when the rams were winning like two games a year i mean they would you know back in Seattle Super Bowl winning days they would be that they that team that comes in and beats Seattle you know and shocks everybody yeah all right uh well let's uh
1: let's get your thoughts let's let's talk about uh Russ and uh and Dallas let's talk about Russ first and then I'll let you go on uh give us uh, your thoughts about the Cowboys um Russ look i i didn't think that it was impossible to underestimate him even more but russ is freaking cooking with nitrous uh hey
2: man i said said he'd be the mvp this year
1: yeah well, well he's certainly the front runner through three weeks 14 touchdowns in his first three weeks that's an nfl record that is insane uh five touchdowns yesterday Three to lock it. Could have been six if it hadn't been for that great play by Trayvon Diggs before Metcalf walked into True. the end zone. Uh, but like I said, the defense has to be in question for them. They have the 32nd ranked pass defense in the league. They got shredded by Atlanta. They got shredded uh, last week. Uh, Who did they play last week? Why am I blanking on that? I can't Oh, uh,
2: You're talking about Seattle? Yeah. They played, um,
1: they played Atlanta the first week. Why can't I think of cool. this? They played somebody else where they, it was Sunday night, the Patriots, Oh, Patriots, the Patriots camp Cam threw all over them. Um, and then obviously Dak yesterday. So, so they're getting shredded through the air. Uh, obviously they're still winning because Russ is, is, uh, playing out of his mind. I mean, at a at a higher level than even Russell Wilson has played before. Um, but they've got to be worried about that. But let me ask you this, all right? And I'll let you go on after this about the Cowboys. Are the Seahawks the best NFC? I
2: don't know. That team in Green Bay is looking pretty good, too.
1: I know they are. And and they would be the other team that would be on the other side of that coin if we had a debate between two.
2: Uh, I, I said it last week, so I'm not going to change my answer. I think the Seahawks are the best team in the NFL. Uh, While their defense is suspect, I do think that they have the most valuable player. And I think that he's obviously Pete Carroll's finally letting him do what he can do. And I mean, I'm not surprised. Uh, So I I really I I mean, if they go out and can get like a free agent, you know. DB somewhere to kind of just add that veteran. Uh, presence then I, I think that they'll they'll be okay
1: well we did talk about this but just to plus they've gone it, up against Earl's, i was going to say earl thomas is going to oh, the uh, texans
2: maybe so oh is that he hasn't sure officially yet? signed yet okay all right i think Anyways, they had him ahead. they had him there today for a workout but what i was going to say is you also got to look at the fact that the Seahawks secondary has played in the in two of the first 3 weeks they've played two of the most if not the most elite receiving groups in the NFL. I mean, Atlanta has two number ones, Dallas has possibly three number ones. I mean, it So I you can't really fault them for for getting shredded by by guys like that, and I mean Dak's a very efficient passer. He's a very smart passer, um, and I mean there's a reason that Amari Cooper was a first round pick. There's a reason Ceedee Lamb was a first round pick. There's a reason that Michael Gallup finished top five for the uh, what is it? The Bolitnikov is the mm-hmm. the receiving award. I mean, yeah. And not a lot of people know that about Michael Gallup. Uh, I mean, he he caught balls all over Alabama when he went to Colorado State. Yep. So, it, I mean, legit three number ones on Dallas. And then, obviously, you got one of the greatest receivers of all time in Julio in Atlanta. And then Calvin Ridley in up-and-coming, obvious could be a number one on a number of teams as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I, I don't I, I don't want to be too harsh on that secondary. It, it, no, and I'll, I'll,
1: I'll give, I'll give it that. So we'll cut him a little slack. All right, you want to, you want, you, you want to voice all the frustrations.
2: Uh, so after the game, Todd Archer said he released an article. It was headlined, um, <laughs> "Cowboys onside kick recovery uh, one." What did it say? It said Cowboys are one onside kick recovery away from zero and three. Yeah, no crap. Like. That that's stupid that's like saying you know i i don't i don't even know how to compare that to some. yeah that's like saying seahawks were four touched or five touchdown passes away from losing <laughs> yeah duh yeah. like i mean that, that, that's stupid so <laughs> todd archer you're an idiot <laughs> um, if you're, when, when you listen to this, cause I know you're going That's to, right. you're, you're That's an right. idiot. Um, That's right. and man, boom I don't roasted. know. Yeah. Boom roasted. So, okay. You can ask my wife, uh, and I say this every week, you can ask my wife. Cause I tell her everything at halftime. I was like, man, I guess Michael Gallup's not going to really do what I thought he would do this year. And then, lo and behold, in the second half, Michael Gallup does Michael Gallup things. That's I still right. think he is and, – and I love Amari Cooper and I love CeeDee Lamb, but I think Michael Gallup's the most talented receiver in that core. Um, and I will – I will say that till the day I die. So, um, okay. I – Dak shouldn't have to throw it that many times. You have to – like Ezekiel Elliott. You can't shift your offensive line around. I mean, at the end of the game, Zach Martin was playing left tackle. I that Or no, uh, right tackle. That can't happen. I mean, and then obviously it, it showed because our offensive line held up all game and then crumples in crunch time. Dak takes a sack and then almost takes another sack and then throws the pick to end the game. Um, You know. Dallas will figure it out and we'll eventually win these close games. I think all like combined all three games, two losses and one win, 11 points difference. Um, so, you know, it's, it's another lost opportunity at the end of the game, but I don't know if it's just youth. I don't, there were some questionable time management things with McCarthy. Uh, y'all can go look at my Twitter again. I, I said I always find myself questioning what McCarthy does like why not call a timeout on the Seahawks fourth down knowing they were going to punt the ball but you let it tick down instead why not call a timeout right before Dax interception like I just stupid stupid stuff I don't I don't get it but special teams not so special uh that was a four point swing two missed extra points and uh muff punt that led or muff kickoff that led to a safety so uh fossil needs to figure out what he's doing because he's one of the best special teams coaches in the league and uh it's not really showing so mm. kicker strike again i will say we
1: we we have another uh uh worthy recipient of of this award but cedric wilson 107 and two who so <laughs> uh He makes an appearance. Also, here's a fun fact for you. Um, first twenty-three to fifteen halftime score in history.
2: That is interesting. That's first. Kind of, kind of weird.
1: Yeah, exactly. So first ever, first ever, uh, twenty-three to fifteen half. Oh, real
2: quick, I was also I was really excited by what I saw from Trayvon Diggs. Uh,
1: yeah. Yeah, he looked good. Just, I mean, obviously that great punch out.
2: Not uh, I mean, he didn't have the best game. He got roasted a couple of times, but yeah, the punch out was was really really good. So
1: all right, well, let's talk about uh, the Green Bay Packers. We are now joined by the third member of our crew from some undisclosed location from somewhere in this nation that is ours. Uh, the Chiefs Head of the South, Matt Peterson. Matt, welcome in. Uh, we are... Thanks. Hey, thank you. ...talking about the Green Bay Packers, the New Orleans Saints Sunday night game last night. Green Bay wins 37-30. to 30. So... For Rodgers in the pack, I saw this stat. This is the first time that they have beaten the Saints on the road, the Packers, not Rodgers, uh, that they've beaten the Saints on the road since 1995. So, well done there, Matt. Wow. You, in the, you in the pack. And a big I mean, day, a I big was uh, so
0: bad about
3: and
2: we definitely lost. Yeah. Uh, well, a big game for isn't Alan Lazard. Go didn't ahead. the Saints kick the game-winning field goal in your face? Literally in my face. Literally
3: it hit you in and the that's face. We, we, we tried to get cute. We tried to throw the, the uh, we brought Julius Peppers in uh, for like a fourth and goal or something like that. And we tried to throw him the ball because we were too confident. We were trying to be cute. So yeah, I was there for that game. So you,
1: you got what you deserved. Anyway. All right. So big game for the Green Bay tight ends. Three, t- excuse me, three tight ends who just about all of them are deserving of this.
0: Who? Uh, three tight
1: ends. <laughs> yep. Yep. Nine for 104 I'm and two you, touchdowns. I'm glad you clipped that. I'm glad you clipped
0: that.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, we've already <laughs> used it several times tonight, so <laughs> just for you. Uh, but they go nine for 104 and two, so Rodgers finally figured out how to use a tight end, even though it had to be three
3: of them. Um, no, stop so dropping the ball. They literally drop the ball like crazy. It's Not that he's been throwing it to him, they just drop it. Sternberger well, and got... and uh, Tanyan dropped the ball. He's been throwing it to him. They just decided to drop it today. They actually caught it. Oh. Also, oh, okay. Sternberger, why are you why are you running like a sissy little girl? Like you're stinking six foot four, two hundred something pounds. These little five foot nothing, buck forty five, something soaking wet uh, cornerbacks are taking you down and manhandling you like man up, dude, just lay out the hit. Don't like fall to the ground or run out of bounds. I mean, what the heck is wrong with you?
2: Anyway, that's my piece.
1: (laughs) Is that it? All right. Uh, For the saints, their woes without Michael Thomas continue, except it didn't really affect the offensive tonight. It transferred to the defense who obviously got shredded by Rogers. Uh, for Breeze, he has three hey, touchdowns, two getting of them. Shredded. Two, yeah. Well, that's just like across the board. Um, unless you're the Eagles playing the Bengals, but anyway. Um, Breeze three touchdowns, two of them to Kamara. All right. So here's my question, and and I want to ask this when we are considering the entire picture: rushing, pass catching, health, durability, uh part of the offense is right now just the way he's being used and the way these other way, wait, excuse me, the way other running backs are being used is Kamara, the best running back overall in the NFL right now. Whoa,
3: whoa, 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 whoa. Okay. I'm going to say the same thing I said to Chris Collins, where it's watching this game. R E L a X. Okay. You played the worst Probably the worst rushing defense in the NFL in the Green Bay Packers. Dude, we can't stop anyone. I mean, Trent's grandma could go out there and rush for 100 yards on the Green Bay Packers defense, okay? This is nothing special. You hey can't man, say, oh, look at 150." Yeah, wait, 150. <laughs> look, I was thinking, is he the best? Is he the best? Man, look at that
2: play, dude. Relax. I am, not, I He's am good. not bringing that I get it. He's, He's good. He... But no, it, no, he's not, not – but that, he's not saying – he's saying like stats-wise right now is he the best because of the way that he's been used and he's not injured. Like Zeke obviously is a you go better back and running look, back. No,
3: you go back Zeke. and look. Him and, he and, uh, he and uh, Aaron Jones are the exact same running back. They are literally – they just cloned them. It's A and B, thing one and thing two, okay? They both have great quarterbacks who throw them the ball because they're pass-catching bas-ca- running backs, and they run the ball well on their own. They're identical, dude. In fact, I bet you coming into this game, Aaron Jones had the most rushing yards. Uh, probably uh, Kamara has it now because Jones was kind of held in check, and Kamara went off. So, I mean, they're the exact same back. They're used the exact same way. They have the exact same styles of play. They're literally the same person. So, and they even kind of look the same with the dreads, okay? So well,
2: no wait, it's, it's, but what he's thing, saying is is because of his usage and he's like I think Christian McCaffrey's the best running back in the NFL, but I can't Can I say that right now no, right now because he's hurt. Right, but
3: no my, my point still stands because they're used the exact same way. If you say they, the the Kamar is the best because of the way they're using him, why'd well, say Aaron Jones is the best because of the way they're using him? Because both teams use that running back the same way. That's my point. So if you say Kamara's the best, well, why wouldn't Aaron Jones be the best? They're used the exact I, same way.
1: I test to me says Kamara's the best. I mean, the man took a what should have been a two-yard yard, two dump-off screen pass 52 yards to the house. Oh, give me a
3: break. That was because the Packers couldn't tackle with anything. Did you not see D'Aaron Alexander's kind of willingly throw his body at him and pretend like that was going to do anything? No. I, like I said, Kamara's a good guy. He's a great quarterback, or quarterback, running back, great running back, right? But everybody's looking at this thing calling it an eye test because they play the sorriest run defense in the NFL. Look, like I said, I don't want to take anything away from him. He's the same type of back as Aaron Jones. He happened to have a good game because the Packers tackle like little girls, okay? That's it. That's the takeaway. Takeaway is he's good. Takeaway is he's still going to be good. Is he also sudden the best because he had one good game against the Packers because they couldn't tackle him and we can't stop the run and because Kenny Clark is out and because, like, Lancaster is out and, like, half of our defensive line is gone and we don't have any linebackers? No. No. This is why That's we have point. you That's on the piece.
1: show, Matt. This is why we have you on the show.
3: <laughs> Look, I'm spitting facts. I'm spitting facts. I ever watched that game, saw how sorry the Green Bay Packers' run defense was, okay? Hey, That's my- Matt, adjourned. I have one thing to say it's to you. Close.
1: Don't tell stats to me.
3: <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, I just did. You have stats. Oh,
1: <laughs> okay. Uh, let me give the scores real quick to the rest of these games, and then we'll move on to our next segment. New England wins 36, 20 over the Raiders.
3: whoa I'm not done. I'm not done with this. Can I keep going whoa. on about the Packers a little bit? So. Certainly. Go I decided ahead. to jump in, so I saw that the Bears did what they did, right? I watched that game too. and so what do I do? I'm like, all right, let's go jump into the Bears subreddit, right? what else are you going to do? So I jump in there, and lo and behold. Craft Punk Fan 420 says, he says, Aaron is obviously a better player, but IDK, I think people are seriously downplaying how good we looked after Foles went in. We, without a doubt, looked as good, if not better, than the Packers after Foles went in. What in the world is he smoking? So naturally, I jump in and I say, look better than the Packers? Question mark? As a Packers fan, I just want to say, and so all the Bears fans started jumping on me, downvoting my comments, all that kind of stuff. So hey, stay classy, Chicago. And no, if you think that because of one half against the choke artist of a team that the Falcons are, that you're better than the Packers, who are averaging 40 points a game, you think because of one half against the choke artist, you think that all of a sudden you're good? Give me a break.
1: Anyway, that's
2: my last piece. Go ahead. What are we talking about?
1: Are H- you so, are you sure? Are you sure you're done?
2: No, probably he's got, not. He's got like he's 45 going. minutes to make up for because he did miss a lot. That, so.
1: That's true. All right. Yeah. Anyway, let me give the rest of these scores. Uh, New England wins 36-20 over the Raiders. Pittsburgh defeats Houston 28-21. Uh, Houston not looking that great. Now 0-3. Uh, the San Francisco practice squad beats the New York giants, 36 to nine, uh, Tennessee somehow manages to squeak this one out over the Minnesota Vikings, who again, another team who's struggling, who had a chance to win, but Tennessee wins 31 to 30. And I just want to take just a second and take personal credit for Steven Gotzkowski turning his season around. I I'm just going to take personal credit for what we've been saying the last two weeks or three weeks. Um, and, and, and I, I'm going to pat myself on the back right now as a reason why Steven Gotzkowski six for six in this game. So well done. Yeah. Well done. Um, hey,
0: what done about Young Ho? What about Young Oh, hey, Young Ho? We already, him.
2: Ta- going, we already going talked about back, him. Real, real quick, going back to the Texans, my brother said, you know, it's, he was like, when, do you think Bill O'Brien should get fired? the texans losses
0: look at who their losses win are win. to
2: they lost to the chiefs they lost to the ravens and they lost to the steelers so they'll compete in their division cuz their division's all over the place right now
0: this
1: is true yeah i i will say that it's probably a little bit of an overreaction on the texans uh cleveland wins 34 yeah, to 20 Cleveland. Cleveland is now over 500 for the first time in almost a decade, um, which is ridiculous to say three weeks into the season, but it's true. Uh, Carolina wins 21 to 16 over the Chargers. Uh, The Colts beat the Jets 36 to seven. Can, can there are a lot of competitors? Adam Gase will be the first head
2: coach to lose his job.
1: Oh dear God. If it if it doesn't if it's not going to be Dan Quinn, I hope it's Adam Gase. Because can we all agree? Can we at least agree on this that the Jets are the worst team in the NFL? Yeah, they're
2: pretty bad. I don't know. The Giants, the Giants are pretty close. it's a yeah, different battle for New York.
1: It really is. Who's going to be the worst team? And I know the Giants are bad, but it, and they didn't look good on Sunday at all. But there is no hope. I mean, it is just a a desolate wasteland. Uh, on the and the green just, side in the metal lands
2: do the do the Jets just completely disregard Darnold and take Trevor Lawrence
1: I think they have to at this point because I mean I think you have to he's who, the
2: best player available you have to take him
1: whoever becomes the coach in place of Adam Gase because again unless the Jet uh, ownership is just as bad as the Falcon ownership he will be gone this year uh, he's got to draft his own guy and I don't think it's Darnold because Darnold, Darnold hasn't recovered from his ghost episode. Yeah. Uh, he, cause he's just looked bad since then. Uh, Tampa Bay wins to yeah, 10 over Denver.
3: If um, you listen to, to like some of the national sports talk figures, like coward and those guys, they are still huge Darnold fans. I don't know what they see there, but they're either. like really big into them.
1: Uh It's, it's not there for me. Um, so for Denver, just quickly on this, they're really missing Drew Locke and Cortland Sutton. Uh, Jeff Driscoll gets benched, and a man that I didn't even know played quarterback in the NFL played uh, replaced him, Brett Rippian. Who? So uh, he's Thank you. I was about to say, where's that who drop? <laughs> oh, look, I'm on top of it. Uh, he played quarterback for the fourth quarter for the Denver Broncos, and then Detroit wins uh, over Arizona 26-23, rematch of a tie from last year. Uh, And so that does it for all of our game recaps. Let's get into our next segment.
0: Third and three.
1: Okay. So I am for third and three uh, introducing a new segment called trending or ending. I'm going to give you each gentleman, a team uh, that is either winning or losing and having to deal with, you know, things that are leading to either their winning or losing ways and i'm going to ask you to tell me if you think that they are trending that that's going to continue or that whatever it is winning or losing is ending and we will not see these any longer so first of all i'm going to start with the team again that i'm recommending for all team uh all fans that are looking for a new team to root for and that is the buffalo bills the roller coaster buffalo bills who are winning uh come from behind games, playing very close games, uh, looking inconsistent at times, but still coming out with W. So Trent, I'm going to start with you. Uh, Do you see that
2: trending or do you see that ending? Uh, I'm going to, I mean, obviously the, the easy choice here is trending. And I think with the bills, just because I don't know, I'm gonna go with the easy choice. I think that they're trending. I think they need to fix some things on their defense. Um, you know, with the the Dolphins looking pretty good against that defense, and obviously the Rams are a good offense, but uh, um I'm gonna I'm gonna go with trending. I mean, I the Bills are a good team. You know, it's it's hard right, to Matt. say that they're uh
3: yeah, easy easy trending pick. See, I think that everybody wants to say, oh, look what happened to them. They were up all this, all these points and they gave the game away and they had to come from, you know, do some last minute heroics to win. It. I want to flip on his head and say, look, they showed maturity and poise and they pulled off some last minute heroics to win it. I think that's a good thing, not a bad thing. They're getting tested. They're getting tested against a very, very good Rams team. So I see this as a good thing. The glass is half full, not half empty for me. Trying to sticking with
1: it they're still uh, there might still win dark horse Nick go to Super Bowl hey look I'm with you there 100% uh I mean we gave them garbage for beating a sorry Jets team a Dolphins team that doesn't really have an identity yet and then you know looked ahead to this week against the Rams as a week where they could prove themselves and I think they did all right number two the Chicago Bears 3-0 and and now with Nick Foles at quarterback Matt let's start with you do you see this Trending or ending with the Chicago Bears?
3: This is ending. And that goes for you, whatever fan it was 420. It's ending. No, they're not as good as the Packers. Get that out of your head. Please. The minute you face a team that doesn't choke itself or, you know, throw, they have two choke jobs. They choked, the Lions choked, and then the the Falcons choked. That's ending. Get that out of here. Right.
2: (laughs) uh i'm also gonna agree with matt it's gonna i mean i asked jason earlier uh we were talking about it before you got on matt and he said mentioned them being three and oh and i was like "Uh, when do they play the Packers? though (laughs) so um it's ending (sighs) they suck it i mean it's just lipstick on a pig right now uh i i think um like at, at one point in that game the other day, I, I asked myself mentally, I was like, does Khalil Mack even play football anymore? Like, <laughs> and then I heard his we name. We really haven't like,
1: been talking about him. That's for sure. A
2: few plays later I heard like, Oh, Khalil Mack was in the backfield. And I was like, Oh, okay. I guess he does still play there. Like I legit thought that this dude got struck by arm uh, Ar- Armageddon or something. Like I, I didn't know he <laughs> even played. So it's ending. Okay. All right, Uh, San Francisco
1: 49ers staying competitive despite their injuries. Trent, trending or
2: ending? Mm. That's a tough one. Um, I think the main reason that they were competitive last year was a very dominant run game and a very, very good defense. So. I'm gonna say in that division ending, um, because of I mean they I, I read somewhere that they lost, I think it was 40 either 43 or 48 percent of their sacks when Bosa went down. Um so just him alone, and then you got Solomon Thomas. Uh I think last week I called him Solomon Hill. Who is a basketball player? So I apologize, um, but uh, you know, I, I, I Jarek McKinnon got hurt in this game, in that game too. So I don't even know who's gonna uh, tote the rock for him. Uh, Garoppolo, I've never been a Garoppolo fan. He's not good, um, and Debo Samuel's not gonna be able to do it all by himself when he gets back. So ending. Hey okay, Matt.
3: I was planning on disagreeing with whatever Trent said, because I can see both sides on this, but that was a pretty good take. So I don't have to agree with Trent on that one. Okay. Oh, wow.
1: uh, Oh, man, look at you. A good take, Trent. Well done. Um, Okay. We've seen the last three weeks, I'm pretty sure. Tennessee, uh, the heart attack Tennessee Titans coming back and winning at the bell pretty much every single week. Uh, Do we see that trend continuing because their defense was supposed to be good? Uh, Or do we see that ending in them finally either A, winning games convincingly or B, losing these close games? Matt?
2: So,
3: I mean, what did we say about Tennessee last year? What kind of team are they? They're They're a team that's built. They're built to get a lead early and then maintain it. The more they play these close games... The more they're they're going to start losing, so I think that it's ending. I don't think that they're going to be able to keep playing games close and win because that's not who they are, that's not what they're built to do so I mean, if I was a Tennessee Titan fan, I'd be worried sick about what's going on right now. You're telling me that you came within one point of losing to the to the Vikings come on so i I think that this is this is a trend that's going to end. Because they're not going to be able to keep playing close games and having to come back and win. They're going to start losing these if they continue to play close like this.
2: Trent, uh, he literally stole like almost verbatim what I was going to say. Uh, Man, the Titans you guys aren't think built. It's way
1: too much alike.
2: The Titans aren't built to to come back. They're a run heavy defensive team. They're built to get a lead and keep it. Uh, so what Matt said was perfect. That's because. That's because I'm understudying him. Yeah, we
3: kind of have to think.
1: <laughs> oh, that's true. Yep. I forgot about that. All right, last one. The Seattle Seahawks, Russell Wilson, MVP frontrunner, just absolutely throwing the ball over everybody in this league. Will the Seattle Seahawks stay competitive and be able to outscore everybody despite their poor pass defense ranked last in the league, Trent, trending or ending?
2: We talked about this earlier again, Matt, before you got on, uh, he's Russell Wilson obviously is going to do Russ things, but in the past two of the past three weeks, he has played some very terrible secondaries with the Falcons and the Cowboys. Um, but I think, I think Russ is a, I mean, obviously Aaron Rodgers is a close, uh, a very, very – they might even be 1A and 1B, but I think I'm a big uh, uh, believer in defense wins championships. So, I think that during the regular season, it's trending, but once the playoffs hit, it'll be ending. Thanks, okay, Matt. If they can't fix their defense. I'm going to go with trending on this. I think that they're going to be able to he's gonna keep doing it. I think he'll win the MVP.
3: Um I think that they're just, man, they're playing on their minds right now. He's playing on his mind. So I'm going to say trending. I say he wins the MVP and the Seahawks are, oh man. uh, They will not be the best team just because of who they have to play because they'll get cannibalized by their division. Packers will end up being the best team in the NFC because we don't have as of a schedule as they do.
1: All right. Well, that, that was going to we, we debated that a little bit ago, whether it was Seattle or Green Bay. So um, I guess that gives us your opinion of that. So. All right. Well, uh, I think I see that uh, this episode is about to be ending.
0: Fourth and short.
1: Okay, so we get as we get ready to close it out Sunday night, or excuse me, Sunday. Oh man, I gotta get my day straight. Monday night football is uh, five minutes left in the uh, third quarter. The Chiefs and the Ravens. Chiefs up twenty-seven to thirteen. Patrick Mahomes showing Lamar Jackson who the real MVP is. Um, Matt, you weren't here earlier when we talked about this, uh, but we had a Falcons fan send us his letter of resignation yesterday and ask for recommendations on new teams. And so we gave each a new team that they could root for, not our own, a team maybe that is up and coming and, and uh, maybe on the ground floor that they could uh, become Matt, a fan. Matt, you want to guess who so.
2: Jason said? Uh, did it have to be the AFC or NFC? Or? It anyway. doesn't matter. Oh,
3: uh hopefully he jumped on that Lamar Jackson train. No. No choo. Why why would I do
1: no, that? No, the Ravens no, 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 are no. already
2: established. He said up and coming teams. Yeah, so I who did know, Jason see, jump Nate. on?
3: Oh man. It's like a guessing game now. Who did Jason pick for an up and coming team? I mean, I feel like I feel Dude, like Jason the talks Bills about maybe? him every week.
2: Hold on. Hold on. I'm it every week. Not the Bills. Yes, the Bills.
0: Oh, I don't feel
3: like he's been that big of a, on the train. He's not like official yeah, Bills, Bills Mafia smashing tables. I feel like I've been more on Bills the Jacksonville good pick, though. hype train.
2: He actually, he yeah. actually did say that it would be awesome to be a member of the Bills Mafia. <laughs> it's
1: true. because it would one be. of the perks. That's one of the perks. If you become yeah. a Bills fan, you get to be a part All of the right, Bills Mafia. So you, so have a,
3: you, have a, you have an excuse to like literally go WWE on any fold-up table you find, whether it be at a concert or at church or wherever, the polling place. You just go <laughs> WWE on literally any table, and it's okay because you're going to be like, oh, yeah, yeah I'm Bills Mafia. And they'll be like, oh, okay. It's true. It's so, true. I mean,
2: it's why true. wouldn't you want to be a Bills fan? All right, so, okay, I so he said Bills. Bills. Who, do th- who do you think I recommend? You'll never get this one. Uh, I don't. I think Jason was even surprised, but I, I a good uh, argument. I think. Well, I'm
3: gonna I'm gonna go with. I'm, I think you took the uh, Bengals because of Joe Burrow and kind of he's gonna be up and coming here in a few years. So I'm gonna say you picked Bengals. Nope.
1: Nope. That's wrong.
2: Okay.
1: Hey. to guess again. The or or you Las want to Vegas you. Raiders.
2: Yeah. Oh yeah, that's not a bad pick. Yeah.
3: Hey, okay, I so would who pick, would you I would pick the. Mm-hmm. Bills are – oh, I'm going to say Cardinals. Jump on the Cardinals bandwagon. It's still but, early, you know, but just think they've got D-Hop. They've got um, uh, Kyler Murray. And in case you haven't noticed, Kyler Murray is actually pretty good.
2: Uh, yeah, but so, he kind of cost in you know, that game yesterday with his stupid mistakes. Yeah, you know,
3: he's still kind of good, though.
1: He is. He is good. You know, yeah, think and he's getting a, like, a, a decent money game going. Yeah, I didn't. Okay. So those were our recommendations. Uh, Do you have anything that you want to say to uh, the Falcons or the Eagles and the fact that they still have both of their head coaches right now?
2: Why? (laughs) That's
3: the only thing thing I've painted them. I told you Doug
2: Peterson still has a job because he he won a recent Super Bowl. Yeah. I mean, that's. Yeah,
3: Doug Peterson's going to get a street named after him. So he's safe. It don't matter what happens.
1: Well, it's official. We know You've that... Seen, uh... Have you guys
3: seen that video? Have you guys seen that video of that, of that of the dude who's like... He's storming out of his house in his little uh, pink rolly suitcase. And his wife's chasing after. Him. He's like, "Sonny, where are you going? I'm going to Chicago. Why? I'm going to get Nick Boltz.
0: <laughs> you guys seen that video? It's a pretty oh. funny video.
1: Well, I think at this point, Eagles fans, they're going to take whatever they can get. So, uh, I have nothing else to say to them. Fal- hashtag Fire Dan Quinn. Everybody, say it with uh, us. I was about to say it. Hey, you beat me to it. Has-
3: hashtag Fire hashtag Fire Dan, Dan, Quinn. Dan Quinn.
1: Let's make this trending, please. For the sake of all the Falcons fans out there, you need to fire Dan Quinn. That is going to do it. For us tonight, make sure that you rate and review us. Peace out.
0: Hey, Bears fans, Bears fans, LOL. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Fourth and Short Podcast. Join the conversation and follow us on Instagram at Fourth and Short Podcast.